Welcome to the creative side of things. Where we empower and inspire business owners and entrepreneurs to tap into their inner creative. From standing out in saturated markets. To debunking and challenging the status quo. We'll learn firsthand from actual small business owners how they've applied creativity, imagination, and common sense to grow their businesses. I'm Javier, chief creator and founder of High Ground Creative. And I'm Megan, founder and CEO of Chicken Co. Clothing. I'm Gen X and her dad. I'm Gen Z and his favorite daughter. Oh, that's debatable. Well, it's not up for debate. Together, Together we, we are, are creative thinkers, design experts, branding gurus, imagination igniters, and coffee addicts. Keep listening and we'll prove it to you. Hey, you might learn something. Imagine that. Ready? Let's, Let's get, get creative. creative. Megan. It's good to be back. Hello. I feel like it's been a little bit. I mean, we had the the girls on, but it just feels like I've been missing being in the studio. So I'm really excited to be time. back. And I've recovered from um, not delivering the edited podcast last week. Oh, yes. You let us down. I was in the field position for about <laughs> 30 minutes. Thank you, man. It worked out so well with the episode we were posting about hustle culture. So I think it was perfect that you had to push it off. Yeah, absolutely. Because that is okay. Well, for those of you who don't know who we are, and this is the first time you see this, um, my name is Javier. Uh, this is Megan. Megan. We're so, father and daughter, yes. and this is our podcast, Empowering and Inspiring Entrepreneurs to tap, in, to tap into, into their, their inner creative. Because yeah. everyone's creative. Not everybody's artistic. There's a big difference. But everyone's creative. There's ways like leadership to learn these skills. And we're here to help you and walk in this path together and grow together. So um, our format, as everybody, uh, if you've seen it, you know this. Sometimes we talk with each other and mm -hmm. we haven't argued we have topics yet. i know everyone has been asking us to they like want us to to disagree yeah that's kind of scary i expected some conflict sometimes but we seem to people don't realize how i mean the whole reason we work together is because we get along so we don't really disagree on a lot <laughs> <laughs> so sorry for loving like each exactly. other i love you Megan. <laughs> like we just agree with each other but we're we're gonna find something that yeah. we disagree with or come up with like a segment where we have just one topic. <laughs> Someone suggested uh, pizza. <laughs> pizza, <laughs> pizza toppings. toppings. Uh, you like pineapples really on pizza. Yeah. I thought you would also considering you're Puerto Rican. Like I thought you would like that. But I don't know how to take that. <laughs> so I'm a little bit more wow. Puerto Rican than you. No. Okay. <laughs> pineapples. Come on, man. That's all messed up. But um, um, I wanted to share this creativity. Quote. Yeah, we're going to start um, with that because this is we want to set a tone because we are here to be to uh, tap into the arena creative. So give us a quote that you want to share with us today. So this one is by Pablo Picasso, the the myth, the legend. Mm -hmm. um, creativity doesn't wait for the perfect moment. It fashions its own perfect moments out of the ordinary ones. I like that. Yeah. I like that. A lot of people are so rushed in life. They don't they neglect the mundane of everyday life. And there's miracles and so many things that can happen in those little in moments. The in, in the ordinary moments. In the ordinary moments. And that's, you need to slow down. That's part yeah. of creativity. Pause. Breathe. Don't hustle. Don't hustle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I wanted you to read the other one. All right. Creativity involves breaking out of expected patterns in order to look at things a different way. Oh, that's Edward de Bono. I don't think that's that kind of flows with the other one. It's it's just finding the unique in the ordinary in the in like the common areas right. um, instead of trying to search for like the right moment, the right unique thing. Like it, it's you're gonna find it in when you take a break and pause. Like that's when you're gonna find like your creativity. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you've heard the term "smell of the roses." Take time to smell the mm -hmm. roses. There's a lot there. Their creativity, imagination can't thrive or grow in a rushed shoved push you can't force it you can't force you it you force have to be able to have and you've said creativity is a verb like you have to yeah. have put in the action and to get that and then it's like a muscle to it you grow yes. it but the more you use it if you don't use it it doesn't grow and it starts dying you gotta exercise it you have to exercise yeah. it so um, so we have a guest today this is actually a guest episode let's talk about this this will explain what this is right here if you're only listening, you're confused. He's showing his shirt. Right, yeah. <laughs> I'm a listener. He's a watcher. I am so a watcher. we we like <laughs> we have to remind each other. Uh, I'm like, there's so people. I'm showing who everybody my shirt. Listening. We're gonna have these shirts on online. The all the ones I wear for every one of the, the uh -huh. seasons. But uh, the last one we'll have to show on the story because it didn't come in time. It was really funny. No, it was Star no, Wars. It was 
Cool. So this one, if you're listening and not watching, it says bright side buggy. So we're going to explain exactly what that is. Yeah. Uh, thank you for that shirt. I love it. Um, I wear it all the time. Um, so our guest, uh, let's say a few things about this gentleman. So this person is um, responsible indirectly uh, for this format. Yeah. Um, uh, he has a podcast. And he had us as father-daughter entrepreneurs in this podcast. And I was going to do this podcast by myself, if you don't know the story. And Megan was helping me to as the producer behind the scenes and kind of all that. And then we were guests mm-hmm. in this podcast. It flowed really well. And it flowed And really we well. had this kind of silent connection, connection. in the car on the way home. Exactly. And I was like... Well, it's actually, a, <laughs> we went to IHOP and we had breakfast. Oh, yeah. And I, and I was like, so what if well, yeah. I join you? And I was like, that's a great idea. So... We threw everything, the branding, we the We just restarted. Restarted. And then six months later, we're here. Um, so this gentleman, I'm going to um, say a, a quote that I grabbed from um, his old website. It's still available, but I found it. And, I, and, and, and it's, some, it's something that kind of sets tone for this, for this young man. Uh, it says, we are only limited by the things that we allow to limit us. The keys to success and productivity are already in, your, in our pocket. You just need someone to show you the, the lock and encourage you to open the door. Um, this gentleman, they call him Mr. Brightside. He is CEO and founder of Brightside Roofing. He also has a podcast called the Extra Mile, Extra Mile Podcast. He's a keynote speaker. He's in the speaking circuit. He is a motivational. He's a father of two amazing, amazing girls. I mean, absolutely. And his wife, Heather, is an incredible real estate agent and entrepreneur herself. We're just trying to keep up with these guys. So, <laughs> why, so not, much. why not bring him in and not actually have some of his pixie dust rub off on you guys? Because that's what we're here to do, to empower and inspire you. And, these, and he inspires us. So without further ado, go ahead. <laughs> Bobby Jones. <laughs> Bobby Jones. <laughs> it's All such right. a good stage name. It is. I love it. <laughs> Bobby Jones. Bobby Jones. It sounds like a, a radio host. By the way, that, does that microphone look familiar? It does look a little familiar. <laughs> it does look a little familiar. Thank you guys for having me here. This is awesome. It's such a dope setup. I'm honored to be on the show, and it's 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 cool. Like I was so excited to have you guys on my show because you guys were the first father daughter combination that I had on the show, and having daughters that are in the entrepreneurial space and yeah, in the mindset, it was uh it was it was really awesome. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. We, we give you credit, you know, uh, in, we talk about this all the time because you inspired us, you know, and this is this setup. I'd rather listen to a father daughter talk about this stuff than somebody listen to Javi talking about marketing. <laughs> this brings a, a little spin on it. For sure. But, you For know, the sure. branding's a little bit. I had to uh, some concessions to make, you know, on this, but I, I we, we met in the middle in the middle ground, right? Yeah, because it's important for you to like your brand to share it the best, and I'm sure you understand right, that too. Yeah. Like, if you don't, you're not proud of it, then it's going to be hard to market it. So I was like, so can we go a little bit retro? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. I'm, so I, think I, I remember you. I said no mountains. No mountains. <laughs> <laughs> not black and white. That's the middle ground, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can we meet? In no high ground. You got to go to the middle ground. Oh, that's good. That's so. <laughs> so just you know, and, and Bobby saw this before it started. You know, and she's kind of telling me what to do, which is kind of the way it works here, yeah. which is fine. Keep, I just keep you on track that's all. Ab- absolutely absolutely look having three daughters and a wife i'm fifth in command in my house and I, the cats know, i mean <laughs> bobby knows he's you know he just kind of goes along with the ride that's Bobby's, right that's right uh, there's a lot of estrogen in our homes so yeah. as far as introducing yourself we like to um if you are talking to someone who doesn't know you at all like how would you explain you and what you do uh, yeah, so I like to ex- describe myself as just an underdog entrepreneur. Obviously, most entrepreneurs are underdogs, but um, you know, life started out kicking me in the ass, and um, overcoming those challenges and and just learning what was possible has just continued to open doors that I never mm-hmm. imagined could be opened. You know, and so for me, it's like uh, pursuing what I never thought was possible. I love that. And what is Brightside Roofing? So Brightside Roofing is a residential commercial roofing company here in uh, Central Delaware. We specialize in residential replacements. We're actually doing a lot of solar roofing. We have a nailable solar shingle, which is super exciting. Um, And that's been really, really cool. Um, We're just a company that's trying to position themselves as the roofing authority in the area. And what you're doing is huge steps for the environment, um, oh, for sure. especially what the earth's dealing with right now. So yeah. it, it's it's important to you know make your mark, and I think that's 
like solar roofing is the next thing. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's I, so cool. The stuff that we hear him saying and, 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 and the way he built his business. And I want to, there's going to be some, we're going to fragment this talk today because there's so many things I want to kind of pull out of you. And, think, <laughs> uh, and we're going to drill you a little bit. So I'm going to challenge you with some cool questions. Let's They're fun. It. They're I fun. But I, we do want to send a tone because there's a lot of people who have, um, you know, who know about Bobby, but there's, as we grow this audience and we build our community of right brainers, um, there's people that haven't, and there's people that need to hear some of this. So we, you know, I, um, I want you to give us an abbreviated version, but I think people really need to understand how you came to this point. But at the end of this, I want you to talk in depth about the, the, suit. Uh, the, the, the suit story. Oh, yeah. Cause that's a, that's a, that's an example if of somebody using creativity, imagination <laughs> yeah. and, and to do that, but let's get, I you almost there. brought that up that in the meeting earlier, uh -huh. too, okay. but, but get us there, but tell yeah. us a little bit. Yeah, about no problem. I can actually abbreviate this pretty quickly. So, um, uh, you know, growing up, I was a foster kid in and out of foster care. So I, do know my parents and had a relationship with them, but uh, they struggle with addictions. And uh, so in and out of foster care. And then of course I got in and out of trouble and then I was in and out of prison. And now I've, I had a miracle moment kind of change the direction of my life. And I say that because that miracle moment um, I was freed from prison and uh, at a time where I was most likely about to do a very long time in prison. And uh, when I was freed from prison, the real prison that I was freed from really wasn't made of concrete and steel. It was mm -hmm. all the victim mentality that I had dealt with in my lifetime, the scars of my childhood and just like, just, you know, being a limited person. And then when I came home and I had that miracle happen, I just took ownership of my life, stopped making excuses and I stopped telling myself no, right? Like, I feel like we always tell ourselves what we cannot do. Right. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to let the world tell me what I cannot do, mm. but they're going to have to convince me because right now I don't believe them. Right now I'm going to go out here and try and I'm going to stop telling myself no. That's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. That's um, Accountability is really important in those stories because I feel like, you know, the universe is like, okay, here's your opportunity, but are you going right. to, you know, be like, oh, I deserve this or am I yeah. going to take accountability and then how can I make my life better with what happened. Such a good point. Cause I had been given chances before. Right. Mm -hmm. And I didn't seize those moments. And that was the thing. Like when I got that miracle, I was like, okay, this time there won't be a next time. If I don't make this time yeah. work, right. It's like, I knew they were no longer playing games with me. And if I got in trouble again, they were going to put me away forever. And at this time you were married, you had I was, Ariana, yeah. you, she was, how old was she? Yeah, Ariana was born when I was in Smyrna prison. Okay. She, this was in 2004. Okay. And so by the time I got done with my trouble and going in and out of prison, she was three years old. But mm. I have pictures of her newborn in that prison, and I have pictures of her at three years old in that prison as well. Amazing. Same spot. Wow. Wow. And so this is actually a good segue, because now fast forward, you're out of jail, and if I, and I know the story, so... You like, I, I, where can I get a job? I have a record. Yeah. I have something. Tell us and take your time because this is an incredible story of creativity, imagination, and, and just fortitude and just pushing in. Give us a, the story. Yeah. So uh, there, there's an um, uh, author at the time that I really like embraced, and his name's Brian Tracy. And he talked about this ideal self or your like self ideal, right? And he's like, imagine this version of you that is successful or happy or whatever it is that you want to become imagine what that looks like now and so like in doing this right i had this idea like i'm like standing in front of this like amazing house and like awesome cars and like of course the kids and my wife are there and uh but in the um, in my imagination i imagined me in a suit right you think successful people you think they're like dressed sharp mm -hmm. you know my, I, my that changed a little bit for me as time went on but <laughs> makes you um, think of pursuit of happiness yeah exactly yeah and so i was like man if i'm gonna be come something different than I've always been. I've got to start doing something different than I've always done. Right. And so I was like, okay, you know, I had learned to talk pretty well because I was put in positions in courtrooms to defend myself to attorneys okay. and, and prosecutors and judges. <laughs> and so like, hey, I man. had to learn how to talk a little bit more professionally. And so, um, so I embraced that. And then I was like, okay, if I'm going to get something I've never had, I got to do something different. So I borrowed a suit from my cousin 
And uh, my cousin is six foot two, by the way. I was going to ask, did it yeah. fit? <laughs> <laughs> I'm five nine. Like on a good day, I'm five nine. So this is a very big suit. But, you know, I was just so convinced that if I was going to get my opportunity, I had to go outside of my comfort zone. And this was definitely uncomfortable. It was too big. It would have probably been more uncomfortable if it was way too small, but we'll get there. Um, <laughs> but um, so I started showing up to places that I thought might hire me if I could get past the process of checking this box that says I'm a felon. Mm. Right. And I was like, if I could just talk to somebody, if I could just let them see who I am, I'll get an opportunity. And so I showed up at a major retail store. It was Walmart right here in Camden, Delaware. And I have this huge suit on and I walk back to the layaway section, which is where you would report to if you had a job interview. And I show up there and I talk to the lady back there and I say, ma'am, my name is Bobby Jones. I'm here for my 11 o'clock interview. And she says to me, we don't have any interviews scheduled for today. And I'm like, damn. <laughs> but I stayed strong. I stayed to my, um, you know, my position. I said, oh, I apologize, man. But I did. I scheduled my interview for 11 o'clock. But no worries. I'll just have a seat here and I'll wait until they're ready. Right. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to do, but I'm going to do this. And so I sit down in the layaway section of Walmart for like 35 minutes, maybe 45 minutes. And uh, I remember it like it was yesterday. This guy's name was Ron. He was an assistant manager. He literally peeks around the corner at me. And that's all I got. And he sees this little scrawny kid in this huge suit. And I'm sure he's thinking to himself, he's like, I've got to at least hear what this guy's got to say. <laughs> <He's> like, <"Okay." laughs> and uh, what I never took into consideration at the time was it was getting close to Christmas, right? Holiday season. And um, I was talking to this gentleman and he offers me a job, which I think is amazing, except he goes on to tell me that it's going to be a seasonal position basically telling me in the same sentence that I'm hired that I'm also going to eventually be fired. Okay. Right. And so, but I'm like, Hey, listen, I got my shot. You know what I mean? And so I took the job, got the job and, uh, did a lot of other amazing things to secure the job. And, uh, it, it, uh, it was, it was an incredible, it was my first, um, it was like my first exposure to what's possible beyond your comfort zone, breaking through these self-limiting mm -hmm. beliefs because everybody told me I couldn't get a good job because of my trouble that I had been into. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was bought into that until I realized that it wasn't true. And then the, from that point on, that would be my pursuit. What do I believe about myself? Yeah, that's powerful. Right? That is untrue. Like, what am I buying into? What am I operating on as a core belief right now that is just completely untrue? And it was like this pursuit of just challenging those beliefs. Yeah, being like, I am worthy of success. Like, Absolutely. No matter Absolutely. My Regardless position. of your past yeah. or anything else. Now, I remember a pumpkin story, oh and I didn't know gosh. if you could bring it up. Because that wow. was my favorite. Yeah, that that's so cool. Um, <laughs> this was, yeah, this was some creativity and yeah, some, some definite resourcefulness. <laughs> um, no, that's so appropriate for you to bring that up. So uh, during my journey with Walmart, I actually got fired out of nowhere um, for a, a little policy issue. And they would actually come back and hire me like two months later, which was really interesting, but whatever. Um, but at the time it was October. Um, it was the beginning Pumpkin of October, season. right? Yeah. It was the beginning of October and I'm fired and I've got two little girls at home. I've got bills to pay. You know, I've got my wife's income, but it ain't much. And neither was mine to begin with, but, uh, and we had no savings. So I was like, what the hell am I going to do? Because again, I'm still in a situation where I can't just go get a job as easily as somebody else could. Okay. And so I'm trying to be creative. I'm trying to think of what, what I can do. And so, uh, I have this idea, my cousin and I, I got to give him credit to my cousin, Chris. Same one I borrowed the suit from, by the way. Um, he he and I have this idea of painting pumpkins and okay. selling them. Now, we had experience selling random stuff at flea markets before. CDs. We sold baby bottles. We found a whole <laughs> pallet of baby bottles one time. And sold it. Um, but we, so we, we took uh, like 20 pumpkins and we painted sports logos on them, like Phillies logos, Eagles yeah. logos, whatever, mm -hmm. right? And as much as it pains me to say, we did paint a few Dallas Cowboys logos. <laughs> All right. It sells. It's just a star, right? It's just a star. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's easy. And it was it was very simple, right? Yeah. We would spray paint the entire pumpkin. We'd clean the pumpkin, spray paint okay. the pumpkin, and then we'd put the logo on, right? And so we had like a little assembly line, and we didn't really know if this was going to take off or not. Mm -hmm. So we took them to Spence's sale right mm -hmm. here in Dover, and by 10 o'clock the first day, we are sold out. <laughs> I'm like, no Now, did way. you ironically get the pumpkins from Walmart? Or? No, no. <laughs> okay. No, like, it's actually, that's actually an interesting tour, story too because the first time, if I'm being completely honest, I had some people like run into a pumpkin patch and grab pumpkins, <laughs> just being honest. Um, that was the test run. Um, but uh, but then I went to Pfeiffer's and spoke to, um, gosh, um, 
trying to think of his name right now, but anyway, uh, Mike, Mike, um, uh, he, he, uh, helped us out. So I told him what we were doing and then he got really interested once he saw the product. So once I showed him what we were doing, he was like, how about we do this? And he's like, I'll, I'll give you like, I think it was like 500 pumpkins. You That's a lot of pumpkins. Right, it's a lot <laughs> so of pumpkins. Where did you put them? What? Uh, just all over the place. <laughs> okay. We were living in a trailer park at the time. We had like pumpkins everywhere. So, um, but we had, so we had, he would, he gave me the 500 pumpkins and then I painted a hundred pumpkins and sold them back to him. Okay. That's cool. So they had my pumpkins at Pfeiffer's on, at That's the sure. store. They had a whole display of my Was sports Was it multiple pumpkins. sports? Yeah, all okay. kinds of different That's cool. and stuff like that. That yeah. is so cool. And then, so then we had the rest of those pumpkins to paint and sell and it just so happened that that uh was the year that the phillies went to the world series in 2008 okay and so we loaded up my ford explorer with a mismatched fender full of pumpkins went up to philly <laughs> and we're selling pumpkins on the side of the road in philly <laughs> and That's parking lots and stuff right like there. that yep. i sold one pumpkin for 50 dollars on crap. the side <laughs> of the road in, in philly no megan we're in the wrong there's, business. There's, <laughs> oh my God. there's something about success Come like entrepreneur entrepreneurs who had the struggle first versus entrepreneurs who never did. Mm. And there's nothing wrong with those people. It's not their fault. They didn't struggle. However, like Barbara from Shark Tank won't invest in someone who didn't have that story. That's and I think there's just a unique part of us who, if we had to go through that hardship, that just makes us a different type of entrepreneur. Yes. Um, I think that's very, that allows very us true. to be creative more than, Someone yeah. who didn't have to force it, you know? Right. Yeah. So it's like, it's like a resourcefulness at the yeah, time, yeah. right? Like you're like tapping into something you didn't even yeah, know like you What have. can I do? Yeah. yeah because, so it's interesting yeah. though. Um, I, I have a, like a little line that I use. It's like when you start from the bottom, you have very little fear of failure. Mm -hmm. exactly. And so that has its ups and it has its downs, you're like, right? like, how bad can it get? Right. And that was my thing. Yeah, like when I, so. when I eventually would go in to start my business, everybody was like, what if it doesn't work? I was like, well, if it doesn't work, I'll be right back where I am. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like literally right <laughs> here. Try something it, else. You, you know what I mean? But when you, when you quit college mm -hmm. to go do something, you sacrificed a degree of effort you were putting in one direction, right? Or when I see somebody leave a six-figure corporate job to go start their business, you right? take that safety to, net away. To me, that's the courage. Like, mm -hmm. that's courageous, right? Whereas with me, it was like survival is what motivated me yeah. to go forth. Paying and, your bills. And that little, like I said, like I didn't, I had very little fear of failure because I had, I was pretty close to the bottom at that point. Yeah. So it was like, I didn't like, have well, far to go. You're like, I'm not in jail. So yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm yeah. happy with my, exactly, <laughs> you know, I'm exactly. just going to We have, we have perspective that others don't. And again, it's, it's not, a, there's folks that are probably hearing this. And I'm like, well, that didn't happen to me. You, you know, that's okay. I yes, mean, for, sure sure for sure. I'm sure someone has some sort of hardship they yeah, had to exactly. go through. that. So, you know, what's interesting about this is like, we don't get to decide um, how things impact mm -hmm. other people, right? So like on paper, and I, I talk about this often because I, I really love this conversation. It's um, on paper, right? If you look at my childhood, right? It's pretty shitty, mm -hmm. right? But I'll tell you, there's also moments like where me and my dad were like living in a camper together and didn't have a pot to piss in or, you know, is it okay to curse? Yes. It's okay. okay. Um, <laughs> so, so, but those were some of my happiest moments too, mm -hmm. right? So it's like, you don't know what you don't know. And when you look back on something, you're like, oh my gosh, it was so bad. But if I didn't really know it in the moment, then why am I pretending that it was so traumatizing if I didn't know at the time that it was any different than what anybody else was well, experiencing? Really and so what I say with this is like somebody who had a very good life, but maybe had a bad birthday at nine years old and something happened or maybe a family fault or something like that, that could have been more traumatizing to that individual than my entire childhood was to me. Right. And so like when, when we talk about our suffering, there are people I know who, and, and I'll bring up Kevin Mitten. Kevin Mitten's a oh, great yeah. example of this. Love Kevin. He was on my podcast and we're like yin and yang because of my background and his. But when you talk to Kevin, like there's a degree of pressure, right? When you're taking over a family business, mm. right? Like I never had to experience that kind of pressure. Like everybody yeah. is expecting you to succeed yeah. and, and do this. And it's like, what if you don't? And the worries and concerns that go into that, there's a lot, man, that great point. And I'm going to piggyback a good friend of ours. All of us, Michael Faber talks about everybody hard. Everybody has yeah. their hard. That's right. right. And so our, phys our men, our minds can't differentiate the same thing happens in your brain when you're uh, something uh, an adversity comes in regardless of the intensity that's right yeah. so everybody has their hard so that gets that's yep. that's a good one yeah. there yeah. um 
What do you want? Um, okay, we're going to shift gears to something a little light, and then yeah. you're going to come back around. So. Cool. That's a good time to do it. We um, went deep there for a second. <laughs> coffee, 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 coffee. Um, you know, we are... Is that your safe word? (laughs) (laughs) No, my safe thing is his microphone. I keep touching. Oh my god, he touches his microphone. The thing is, right? I know it bothers her, so now I just do it out of spite. So we wanted to know if you do you drink coffee? I do. Okay, do you have a go-to order? What's your go-to? I feel Um, like it tells a lot about a person. Oh, so so actually, my go-to would be a cup of coffee at home. We use Cafe Bustelo, Mm -hmm. um, and we use nut pods in our coffee only. Which is a um, oat milk creamer, but no sugar at all. Okay. We were just talking about oat milk. Yeah. <laughs> and so we're trying to, as I sit here and drink my <laughs> sugar-filled Red Bull. Heart attack uh, in a can. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't had one of these in a while, but I was like, I gotta go. I'm going on the show. I need a little bit more. I need a little kick. Uh, I've never seen yeah. you not pumped up. I didn't yeah. think you need the Red uh, Bull. <laughs> I had a long poker game last night, so I had to reach Did it go How did you do? How did you do? Oh, I did really good until I didn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, but so um, nut pod. Yeah. So, so we we uh, Heather started a whole thirty diet a couple months back, and we found these nut pods that were whole thirty approved, and they actually have a great like flavor to them for a coffee that's not or a creamer that's not no, sweetened at all. Just yes, plain. just hot coffee. Yeah. Um, so. Do you? Um, I, I need for you to ask him a question because I have to touch the button yeah, on yeah, the camera. Yeah. Uh, why don't we start? We're going to start with 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 the first one here because we we want to really challenge you today and get you to think and not that you're not doing that already, <laughs> but um, that first one. So we wanted to know um, what do people misunderstand about Bobby Jones the most, mm. and it could be misunderstand about Brightside, like Mr. Brightside or Bobby. Yeah, no, this is a great, like there's great something question. you'd like to address. Yeah, there's, you know, there's a couple of things. One, um, nothing's ever perfect, right? And I don't have it all figured out. A lot of times people think that, you know, the way that you present yourself on social media is that everything is always perfect. I see just as many trials as anybody else does. I make just as many mistakes as anybody else does. But when you're, um, but when you're pushing through, I choose, right, to celebrate my wins. I can talk about all the losses because mm-hmm. there's plenty. But I choose to celebrate my wins, and that's what you're going to see on social media. But I'm making mistakes every single day. It's a requirement to success. I have to fail in order to win. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, some people look at maybe my social media presence or my, you know, my videos and they think that I, I feel like I have it all figured out. I don't Mm -hmm. like I, one of my biggest core values as a, as a individual is humility, right? It's just knowing that I don't know. Yeah. Cause if you think you do, something's wrong. Like if you think there's no more, uh, education to learn, you you gotta check yourself. You gotta check yourself. (laughs) There's a problem there. Um, there's a word I know and we all operate under, but I know it's really another one of your core values and that's gratitude. Yes. Yeah. Tell us a little bit from that about, I mean, look, I know that's cause I've known you for a while and I know that that's a big, I see it in your face and I want you to share that with us. It's like, man, it's so, it's so interesting. Like, ah, I can get emotional quick mm. on this, right? It's because, like, I've already won. Amen. Mm-hmm. I've already won. Like, I, right now, I didn't go into the details of the sentence or anything like that, but right now, I'm supposed to be 14 years into a 33-year prison sentence. Yet, here I am with you awesome people on this podcast. Oh, my gosh. That's so you understand, cool. like, I I've already won. <laughs> like, I've already won. Like, this, there's nothing that can... I mean, obviously, I pray for the health and, and wellness of the people that matter to me and my loved ones and my family, but there's nothing this world can, can do to me. That's going to change my, um, appreciation for the way that I've been given another shot at this thing called life. Thank you. And and with that that story, you share it a lot on social media. Um, so I wanted to know if you feel like TikTok um, has negatives to it with going viral and have you, you know, experienced any hardships with that, with people not understanding and judging, or has it been pretty positive? Um, for the most part, it's been positive, but yeah, I mean, of course people, uh, you know, people, because TikTok can be brutal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so I wanted to address that. Cause you, you, you do have a, um, a few videos that pretty much 
jumped pretty high and, and done very well about your story. Yeah. So on TikTok, I have 140,000 followers. It's pretty much two videos that went viral to get me there. So there's a couple of things that come up as negatives from TikTok. One is when you get that virality, there's this expectation that your content is going to stay gonna consistent. Uh, yeah. And it's you know, a lot of pressure. We're, we're busy. Like I'm, yeah. I'm busy. <laughs> I don't have time to like. And it's usually <laughs> the one, the video you didn't really try too course, hard on that yeah. does really well. And then, and then the other side is if you think about the people that I attracted to my page, it's not also the people that are like, I would deliver my roofing message yeah. or some of the other things that I would, would I, so I can create roofing content quick because mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. doing it every single day, yeah. but that isn't what those people came for. Yeah. Right. So that's the challenge for me on TikTok. But as far as the hate goes again, you know, when you got gratitude and, and in consideration, right? Like mm-hmm. anytime somebody has got something negative to say about me, I immediately think about what's going on in their world. It's happening to them. Like what is going on Something's in your world where making, making me trying to make me feel bad is making you feel better. Yeah. Like to me, I immediately go to that place. Whatever you've got going on in your life, I hope you get it worked out Pray because, yeah, you know, because it is. It's, it's, it's easy it's to about get defensive yeah. immediately. Right, right. Hey, before we jump into these these questions, um, I want to touch a little bit about Brightside. Um, you know, Brightside. How long has Bright you, you've had this in business? Uh, so we started Brightside officially in September of 2013. Okay. Um, you say I, we, so did you start with someone or just, you? I did. Yeah. So me, my uncle and my cousin started Brightside, and, uh, it was originally Brightside building and design, and it was aimed at being a porch deck patio company that also did roofing. And, yeah. uh, in 2015 or excuse me, in 2014, we split ways. We were still, you know, cordial and good with each other, but I did, I took Brightside roofing and went to the right and they kept Brightside building and design and went to the left. And then I ended up getting uh, an opportunity in 2015, uh, beginning of 2016, to take over. Um, And so we became one again, um, and we started to focus more and more on roofing until eventually those other offerings have gone away, and we've become a specialist by way of roofing and residential roofing, commercial roofing, repairs, all the things we've already mentioned Big footprint earlier. In How the does Delaware. one <laughs> come into that career path? So, yes. like, where Great did question. it come from? you laughing. It's Why are you laughing? Because, spe- like, it's like how you just, like, I think roofs. <laughs> like, you just wake up one yeah. day and you're like, yeah, it's, <laughs> I this just is a good know. question. I love it. So, yeah, I didn't uh, grow up thinking one day. I'm, I'm going to build roofs. Because you haven't, right? I'm going to have you're- a roofing replacement <laughs> company. No, yeah, the, the truth is, I've never done a roof before in my life. Um, I, I think yes. I think I banged a few shingles. One of my guys corrected me uh, a couple months ago. He said, "No, you banged a few shingles on this lady had like a decorative well mm-hmm. out front of her house that she asked us to replace the roof on. So ah. it was like literally I'm standing. <laughs> You're right there, and, like, just hammering the, the shingles yeah. in front of me. I think that's so, that counts. Yeah, I think that, that counts. counts. Okay, uh, cool. I'm qualified now. Um, But uh, yeah, so uh, what happened was uh, I did end up losing my job at Walmart and I, uh, again, in panic, was looking for a job and I found this job um, that was posted on Craigslist and it was passing out flyers door to door. It really wasn't well described in the ad. Um, and I was like, I don't like know. Like you this... could have gotten kidnapped. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> it was a maybe. little sketchy. Yeah, they'd probably Craig's, give me back. But... Is... I mean, he has just dated himself saying Craigslist. He's yeah. quali- I, re- I love Craigslist. I know, totally. <laughs> yeah, so it was on Craigslist. And uh, so I checked this thing out and it's called canvassing. And it's we're knocking mm-hmm. on doors, door to door in neighborhoods all over the peninsula, really. We'd travel hours sometimes. And we would knock on doors and set up estimates for the roofing salespeople to come behind us and hopefully sell okay. a roof. And uh, I so it, I was so like you the were first job that I marketing? got. Correct. Okay. Yeah, it was prospecting, right? Like definitely going out there and trying to qualify cool. leads. And so, um, I so once I got the job, I was like, oh, that was easy. Let me just like lean into this for a while. And so I started crushing it with that responsibility. And then they came to me and was like, do you want to talk about maybe becoming a salesperson? And I was okay. like, well, explain that to me. And they were like, well, it's commission only. And I was like, what does that mean? Because I had no idea, right? <laughs> you're like, what? And they're like, well, if you don't sell anything, you're not going to get paid. And they, But then they followed that up with, but if you sell a lot, you get paid. you're going to get paid a lot. <laughs> I, love it. I was like, you should have led with that one, buddy. The incentive. <laughs> and so it was the first time in my life that, you know, outside of the ordinary, uh, you work hard, you'll get a promotion and like life will continue to elevate. 
but this was the first time in my life. If I work hard this week, I'm going to get more money this week. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Mm. okay. So I went through the training and, uh, they sent me that one night they were like, uh, we want you, we've got a couple extra appointments this evening. Uh, would you mind running one? Because I, you know, we don't have somebody to, we don't have anybody to run this lead for us. And I was like, all right. Nice. Right. I was like, I'm not getting any younger. And I wasn't through my training yet, but I'd seen enough, I think, to do it. Right. So I go out. Um, I'm in the house three hours and I leave with a signed contract and a check. Mm. And what I didn't know is that nobody had ever done that before. OK. The first lead, first appointment coming out of training. Nobody had ever sold that appointment. And I didn't know that they didn't expect me to go sell it. So yeah. I just went out like <laughs> with that expectation. But then I sold a lot and ended up being salesman of the month pretty much every month for like the next four or five months. And wow. um, it, it changed awesome. my life in the way that I didn't know like sales was this thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. and, and then I kind of became obsessed over selling. And so through that, I had an opportunity to start a business. And then of course, Brightside evolved from that. You know, for those of you who don't know Bobby Johnson's, obviously you know a lot more now, but also... And even those who, who know him from other circles, this gentleman, his sales experience and, you know, is um, legendary. And obviously he's a very humble guy, but from the outside in, um, that's, that's, that's your space. Yes. You, you're, you're very, very good at it. You know, you, you know, so um, look him up because uh, to be able to do, uh, you know, roofing is a very crowded space in, 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 you know, the trades are so, you, you know, your business, your company has risen. You've taken this with your team to a level of being the t- in the top, you know. And you're offering things that of other state, people are yeah. And also yeah. just the, I feel like just from outside in, because I haven't used, um, I don't have a house. <laughs> However, <laughs> I see from your brand, I see positivity. I see a community. I see a family. And I think that makes you stand out a lot too. So with, I love names of businesses. So with the bright side, did, was that easy to come up with? Were mm. you just like, Oh, oh good question. So, the, gosh, that's such a good question. <laughs> yeah. All right. So <laughs> my first roofing company, um, when we left the company that I was selling for, I started a business with the, with another partner that ended up not doing well. And I was able to exit that one safely and start Brightside. That name of that company was Dreamview Exteriors. Okay. Loved the name. Hated the logo. Okay. <laughs> but I loved the name. And then we were thinking of a name for the new company. And so I got hung up on DreamWorks. This is what I wanted Brightside to be. Okay. And like the animation company? <laughs> yeah. Yes. 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 Because of the, the instant familiarity and what we were doing. Um, but but we looked <laughs> they at... They like sue them. <laughs> yeah. But we looked at... Um, so what we wanted, we wanted name familiarity, right? Mm-hmm. One yeah. of the things about DreamView that worked really well is when we started it, people acted like... We had been around forever. Mm-hmm. They felt like they had heard of us. They felt like they had familiarity right. with it's us. Sticky. It's like established. Right? And so like when we started to think about names, we really wanted something that people were already familiar with. Right. And then when we thought about like the roofing area, we know that like nobody likes replacing their roof, right? And we wanted to put a positive spin on something that wasn't really ideal or appealing to people right like doing decks and porches and patios people can get excited about that Mm -hmm. stuff but nobody gets excited about replacing their roof they get relieved by replacing their roof but they don't get excited about yeah people don't go oh you know honey i think we need to replace our roof (laughs) yeah Yeah. i feel like the excitement can come from the solar panels yeah yeah and and we we create excitement Mm -hmm. through our products and our warranties and the aesthetics and understanding the different qualities your funny videos yeah 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 yeah. check them out online but the, the name Brightside came from this concept of let's take this negative thing people don't like and let's try to put a positive spin on it. So our original slogan was no one likes replacing their roof. So look on the bright side. Right yeah, time. I and love that, it. And that was our slogan. <laughs> and that's fantastic. And I want to apologize about this because if you look at the coffee mug up there, it's I know we like I know. coffee on the dark side. Our, our, our you, 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 you called me. It's like, "Coffee, really?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It says, "I like my coffee on the dark side," but this is that's a, more of a Star Wars thing. There's yeah. nothing yeah. against Bobby we Jones. Got the dark side. No, but we have side. we have the tank top Tommy video where yeah, that's he's the dark side from dark side roofing. I love it. Tank Top Tommy from Dark Side Roofing hates us. We didn't even know he exists. That's a way of being creative of how do we make roofs fun? Yes. I know. And he has. I mean, (laughs) I've admired Bobby for a long time and I have now the pleasure with my company, High Ground Creative, that uh, we help. We're helping him in some capacity with your marketing and stuff. But it's it's a weird now. It's a partnership. And I love I love that. Absolutely. Um, I think we need to challenge him. That first one, I think we've already answered. Uh, The second one that we highlighted 
Number seven on the second one. Uh, no, flip that over. No, this one here. Oh. Number seven. Number seven. Let's ask him that question. I think that's okay. a good one. If you had to write a book tomorrow, what would you write about? Um, I think if I if I had to write one, it would be my story first, mm-hmm. and then um, we have a concept called the extra mile mindset that is basically uh, the book that I would love to write to help people get out of their own way. And it's based on a quote Brian Tracy had that says, your success in life will be in direct proportion to what you do after you do what you are expected to do. Can you repeat that? Say that again. Say that again. Say look right there. My brain didn't register. (laughs) It's fantastic. So your success in life will be in direct proportion to what you do after you do what you are expected to do. Okay. That's right. Wow. That's really good. And to <laughs> like me, that that describes this extra mile mindset, mindset right? Like mindset. everything above, everything above and beyond the norm or the standard mm. is an investment into your life and to the outcomes that will come from that, right? It's like whatever you're going to do uh, beyond the minimum is going to be a direct investment into the elevation of your life. You know, gosh, you inspire the heck out of me, Bobby. Um, we check, we we pick some of these questions to, I to stomp. People. I just thought of and, another and one. And Bobby just like <laughs> bam, 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 just push. So them. go ahead. So one thing about Bobby is, anytime I talk to him, I would never not hear a book quote. Oh, it will happen. So I with that being said, what's your favorite book if you had to pick one? Because you Ooh. have read so many because you quote them all I the time. I think he's got photo- photographic. I feel like half of his vocabulary re- is just re- <laughs> quotes, like yeah. quotes from books. Uh, which is not a bad thing. No, Mine no, is no, quotes no. from The Office, but <laughs> <laughs> I can do those too. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just um, as an entrepreneur, I'm always looking for more books to read, and I feel if you could you, even two is fun. Um, yeah. If you could recommend to our audience, you know what to read. Yeah, I think it's hard not to answer this question with thinking with without mentioning Think and Grow Rich by mm-hmm. Napoleon Hill. Napoleon Hill, yeah, um, Grow Rich. Think, uh, think and grow rich. Think and grow rich. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have it. I can give it to you. Um, cool. But uh, gosh, there's so many. Or the books. habits one. What was that one? Atomic habits. Atomic habits. No, the seven. Is the it seven habits of power? Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Covey. Yeah. That yeah. one's really good. It's incredible. Yeah, you guys are pinning me down on a question I do not have an answer to, but I'm gonna just. That's shout what we're out. trying to do. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> shout out a few. I'm sorry, I can't not That's do fine. this. More books. I love reading, so. This one, in combination with our conversation today, Underdog Advantage by Dean Graciosi, mm. such a great book. It is a way to harness this underdog mentality that we oftentimes have at the beginning of our venture, but sooner or later, we no longer become the underdog, right? How often does the underdog, Tom Brady is an example, yeah, how, many, how, not, many, right. mm-hmm. how many underdogs have we seen become the favorite, right? Yeah. And so like, how do you harness that energy when you're no longer considered the underdog? And how do you use that still throughout your life and throughout your journey? And that's a great book. Okay, so I'm going to stop you because, yeah. okay, this reminds me. I was playing Mario Kart with my 13-year-old yesterday. I and this. I said to her, by the way, she smokes me every single time, which is really frustrating. Like, that's the, the uh, evens out the playing field with adults and children. But in, in light of what you're saying, I don't like being first in, in, the, in, in these circuits I like to be second or third and then push in. Yes. Because when I'm first, I'm like looking behind me every yeah. time somebody, the turtle's going <laughs> to hit me or one of the bananas or something. So it, it, I feel more motivated when I'm not quite there and I'm a little bit on the underdog. So then I yeah. can push through in that. So that's just reminding me if that makes any sense to anybody. But um, but I did not win. Just want to make sure. Uh, when she's I, good. She's really good. Yeah. yeah. So. No, it's just <laughs> she's like. Hockey. Does, <laughs> she, that's the difference so between me and her. I'll just be silent and win. Because I think it's more um, humiliating <laughs> um, <laughs> to people, but she's like, ha ha, I passed yeah, you. Yeah. So but then it, 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 it bites her in the butt so when she loses. Oh, so <laughs> she's in your head. Yeah. And then when she loses, she gets really mad. So, that, so I know you interrupted that, but <laughs> no, no, no. how many more books you got there? Yeah. Um, so so uh, the underdog advantage. The underdog advantage. And again, that. you know. I've shown that. That's yeah. A, uh, you know, and then this is the one Ariana did, which is the Statue of the David. What's yeah. a more iconic underdog story than David versus Goliath? David with the yeah. But um, to me, like, it's like that almost like what we were talking about earlier, this fear of failure is not really present when you're the underdog. You're already considered, you're already going to lose. In fact, uh, I I bring up a lot of sports analogies, Mm -hmm. but Nick Foles won the Super Bowl, right? And, And went in, not just won the Super Bowl, he went in and crushed it. And the reason was, is he had nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. He had already been considered out. He already had been told, like they had, when Carson Wentz went down and our season ended, 
right? Everybody counted us out. We were mm -hmm. the first round by. We had the best record in the league. And everybody said that we could not win without Carson Wentz. And Nick Foles went on a run, embarrassing every team that he played after that. Yeah, it's very and, inspiring. But the thing is, right, is like if you take Nick Foles and you put him in a starting position saying to him, hey, listen, you're the starter and we are depending on you to win football games, he panics. But when he has nothing to lose and goes out there and he can play football in his in his space, he, he's killer. He did it in 2013 20, uh, 20, uh, right. for the Eagles when he threw 27 touchdowns and two interceptions behind Michael Vick when Michael Vick went out. So, like, we, we can uh, understand this position of the underdog and use it powerfully because you can go forth with that nothing to lose mentality. That's you know so what I mean? Pivotal yeah. to, right? to, to success. Because yeah. like when you call, if you cold call somebody, right? Like we oftentimes psych ourselves out before we make the call. And we're like not, we're nervous about making the call. The whole time you've got nothing to lose. Like right. you already have a no right now because you're not even giving yourself the chance to get the yes. Right. And so it's like this nothing to lose mentality that we have to continue to embrace when we do have something so to lose. So it's a mindset yeah. that you can that put yourself sense. in. Yeah. Don't you know, be afraid of no. That's the right, worst thing right. you're going to get. And, and yeah. Exactly. It's like, you know, when people negotiate, what's the best position of leverage is um, willingness to walk away from it any single time. Anything yeah. Because nobody can, how can you even counter that? Right. So if you're in that mindset. Um, uh, the Go-Giver is another one. Go-Giver. Okay. The Go-Giver, Bob Berg, uh, one of my favorite books. And uh, I could go on and on, but those are, those are some okay. real, real awesome. heavy cool. highlights. Um, let's, Wrap it up with one more last question. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I think uh, Bobby's going to like this one because I, I, I believe you're now in that stage of your career. You're just getting started, but you have enough behind you of an example to inspire people to be able to say, okay, you know, something, if, he, if he can do it, I can do it. And I know that you like to operate from that. So the question is, what is one piece of advice you would give someone starting out their, their, their career or even further, starting out a business? going into that entrepreneur space, if there's any one advice that these got that person that just, just, just getting in there because they feel they need to go there, but they don't have any type of direction. Mm. This is so good. I'm trying to think of who said this. He said, uh, they asked, um, what's one piece of advice like you give somebody who's just starting out in entrepreneurship and um, like to make them feel better about doing it. And he's like, if I have to make somebody feel better about going into entrepreneurship, <laughs> entrepreneurship is not for them, no, no. right? Exactly. It's, so, it's so crazy. Well, that wasn't my it, question. I know, I know, I know. Okay. I'm going back to it. Okay. Um, my, the first thing that came to my head was, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. No, no, but it, it, there is a lot to this. You know, um, gosh, I talk about this often. You've heard me talk about this before. Uh, Barnum and Bailey, uh, the, the, if you haven't seen the movie, The Greatest Showman. The Greatest Showman, oh, yeah. The such musical, a right? good movie. And uh, Michael Faber recommended it to me on it's the way back from the men's retreat. And I so literally good. watched it on the plane oh, ride oh, back. So and there's this, but there's this subtle little small scene that happens that I feel like most people overlook. And it's where Barnum and Bailey are um, having an argument. And uh, Bailey is uh, basically trying to get um, PT Barnum to calm down. He's like risking too much. And he's like, He's like, how, how are you going to pull this off? He says, well, I already got a loan against this company and our assets. And he says to him, he said, you're going to, he said, you're going to risk everything that you've built. And he says, how do you think I built it? Oh, and to me, it's like, that's the shit, right? It's like, right. we, we have to He's like, I already risked everything. Right. I'm just risking it again. Like, to, and, and to oh me, like, man, if you're really going to seize this thing called life, you got to take risks, man. Right. If you're playing it safe, playing I it promise safe. you, you're holding yourself back too at the and same time. And even more so right? if you're listening and you're a young entrepreneur, like even like just risk, 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 especially if you're in your 20s. I mean, right. <laughs> like, exactly. I mean, I even, I try and remember that all look, the time. Even me, I mean, you know, early 50s, uh, you still have to risk. There's there's also calculated risk and, and, and dumb risk, right? So risk, but it's still a risk. You have yeah. to be able to, 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 to see that, but you have to be willing to lose something Playing it safe, I love that. It's not the place if you if you're trying to go into this. Entrepreneurship's not for that's you. That's not for you. Yeah, if exactly. you want to be comfortable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, uh. You know, we we we, uh, we get on fetal position. Uh, you're gonna have a mental breakdown every, every week. Every question. week. It's just how long we stay there. Yeah. We don't stay there too yeah, long. Yeah. You but just we, have your moment, and then. And, and the thing, it's one of the things we do is we go and 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 
are part of communities and, and people who sharpen yeah. us. That's right. And, and Bobby and I are part of uh, several communities together. And, I, and, and, and Megan now is getting involved mm-hmm. in a lot of these. Uh, and I can't, it's not for the faint of heart, but also it's a place you can't go by yourself. It's a good It's community. lonely, but you don't have to be alone. That's yeah. right. You, be, yeah. you, know, con, you know, so that's a big part yeah. of entrepreneurship. Yeah, and, well, and you yeah. want to be around people who are not, you know, like when I first started Brightside, you know, I had somebody close to me say, you know, like I told you guys, what if it doesn't work out? Mm-hmm. Well, if it doesn't work out, right, I'm going to be right back here. But what if it does work what out? Like, why didn't we... Th- Lead with that, that question, right? Like, mm-hmm. why isn't that the question? What if it does work? Well, if it does work, our whole lives are going to change, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And, that and it's like, right, but it's not because mm-hmm. we, especially, and it comes from a place of, of you know, love for those people that have those own their their own self limiting beliefs that match up with what they're trying to project to you. They mm-hmm. do, they are coming from a place of consideration, but they also are projecting their own self limiting mm-hmm. beliefs onto you. And yeah. what happens here is, if they watch you succeed at something they have convinced themselves they cannot do, they have to have a very uncomfortable conversation with themselves. Themselves, right? And it's like. That's the thing. So putting yourself in the right communities and then your desire. A lot of people say they want this, okay? Mm. So many people want something, right? I want six-pack abs. I don't want it bad enough to diet and go to the gym every single day. So do you want what you want bad enough to do the work that is going to be required? Yeah. That's the question. People need more real talk towards entrepreneurs. When someone comes to me asking, like, should I get my business license? I'm like, look, I'm going to be real with you. Are you going to do this in five years? Because if not... Just yeah. stop. Like you got to be in it, yeah. and it's okay to change your mind and switch and whatever. Yeah, sure. But you got to be ready to go all in. Right? Yeah. I mean, you know, like if you we don't just, want it bad we enough, we need to stop sugarcoating it. it yeah. It's a lot. It's a. It's but we would not trade it for anything. <laughs> no, I absolutely no, love it. I don't no. want a boss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Megan uh, is twenty five and she's unemployable, and that I failed a lot of things as a father. But one of the that that spirit and that mindset, I, I can take. You know. I'm glad she has that. In the humblest way possible, but I just, <laughs> I can't do it. But, oh my God, this is such a good episode. Yeah, I think I mean, we could talk for in the entire day. And, and um, thank you so much for being my here pleasure. with us. And thanks uh, for being the reason we're here. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby Jones. We owe it to you. Um, nah, you guys put the work in. This is an this. incredible space. Um, and actually, a lot of the, the look and feel and the setup is, I, I borrowed from some of the stuff that Bobby. <laughs> we're like, how? How do you do this? <laughs> yeah, I remember. So, okay, so let's wrap this up. Um, where can we find you online and uh so as you stated earlier my social media profiles are mainly a variation of mr brightside mm-hmm. um so instagram is probably going to be the place that's going to be the easiest to connect it's mr brightside but it's separated started and ended with underscores so it's underscore mr underscore bright underscore side underscore okay and if you search my name on uh tiktok or uh other places you'll you'll be able to find me facebook it's bobby jones mm-hmm. and uh happy to connect with anybody that would uh Love to chat. And then your website is trustbrightside.com for the for yeah, the, for the for roofing bright side, Yeah, uh, trustbrightside.com. And uh, it's a pretty nice looking website done by <laughs> and, uh, the man across the yeah, table. Yeah, if you're listening, go change the world and buy a solar roof because it's very beneficial for yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah let's right help now. the earth one roof at a time. So what do you want to tell our, our, our right banners to Yeah, to so, well, officially, you are now called right brainers. We yes. finally found what to call you, so... We're You're building welcome. our community. Everybody, <laughs> God gave us a brain that has two sides. <laughs> but Left you can, side, uh, right brain. you can listen on multiple platforms. We have. You always have to help me. Spotify, Spotify, Amazon, Google, Amazon, Google, and Google Apple. And, Apple. Um, and then also, if you can watch our pretty faces on YouTube, uh, on, on YouTube, uh, yeah. we have we have the podcast there as well. And we're yeah. going to be throwing a lot of stuff on on YouTube Shorts and Reels and 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 other coming, little things happening yeah, soon. Yeah, we're coming soon uh, after you. Uh, infiltrate the news feed with Javi and uh, <laughs> Megan. But with that being said, uh, go create something. Go create something.